father. As Keith was sharing, whether we've had a good experience with our, our fathers or not a good experience, um, all of us, all of us as people, particularly all of us who are fathers, know that even the best of fathers are not the Heavenly Father. And so it ultimately comes to displaying and being like our Father in Heaven, which is what makes a difference for us. Kids imitate their parents. Hopefully that's an encouraging word. Sometimes it's embarrassing. We have the, the statement, like, father, like, son, we talk about. Sometimes that's said as, it's really cute, look at that, like, father, like, son. Other times it's like, like, father, like, son, right? <laughs> it's not a good thing all the time. For good or for bad, intentionally or unintentionally, it just happens by being together. Um, that just is this how things happen. I recall once, I think uh, we were over here, my son, who's doing the projector, and I were standing, I think it was worship. Somebody came to me after the worship, and we were both wearing khaki pants, and uh, we are like this. And they're going, they said, man, you guys look just exactly alike, you know. Um, how does that happen? I didn't teach him that. It just, it just happens, doesn't it? It just happens. I have a few slides since I guys get a chance to show f- slides of fish and stuff when on Father's Day. So um, on the far left, you can't see these really well, but on the far left is my, my grandfather, who was a, a preacher, but he's a fisherman first. A, pre- a preacher second, holding up some, some small fish. He fished a lot. Up in the upper corner, the two black and whites, uh, my dad is the younger one on the left, and my dad up as a teenager, um, doing what? Holding up fish, right? Um, his, his fish are a little bit bigger than my grandfather's. That's the two on the bottom, we go to color technology, right? Is, uh, that's me holding up fish. By the way, they're bigger fish than my grandfather had. Or my dad had all the same. You know what is it about fishermen holding up fish? It's the boyhood question. It's right. It's look what I did. Right. We still do that. Anyways, next slide. Um, my dad up in the upper corner holding up lobster. Um, the bottom one. I'm the little squirrely kid on the far right holding up what? A lobster. Which, by the way, it's bigger than the one that my dad got. Right. So. And then it doesn't change when we get older. My dad uh, holding salmon, and I'm holding salmon as well. As a matter of fact, I think the one I'm holding, honestly, my dad caught them. So anyways, so we, we copy our parents, right? We just, we just do. Uh, one more slide. I don't know if you'll be able to see this very well, but sometimes the copying, there's nothing you can do about it. It just happens. So the little kid in the upper in, the, in that truck, which I don't have anymore, I wish I had, is my son, Micah. The lower picture is me, and if you get close, there's no difference. You take off the hat and stick it on Micah, and we look exactly the same. Um, you're just born that way sometimes. Um, and by the way, for all the moms who are dressing their old boys in hats around here, which is awesome, um, I set the trend, by the way, that <laughs> 55 years ago. And then if they're not getting it, you just force-feed them how to be like you by giving them a cup of coffee. So um, there we go. There, as Keith is sharing, there's, there's many ways that I know personally I'm like my own dad who passed away in 2011, and um, I value a lot of those things um, about him and those things that I, I receive from him. But there's um, also lots of ways I'm like my dad that need to change as well, ways that I've imitated and copied him. Self-sufficiency, independent spirit, uh, resistance to rules, um, a penchant for isolating things that I could just identify in my dad. He never taught me any of those things. I learned all of them very, very well just by being with him. 
The good news is that when we, all of us, when we come to Christ in faith, we're on this hereditary line that goes all the way back to the first Adam. And it's not a good line to be on, by the way, because it just repeats these, these, these behaviors of living that are marked by sin. And our dads were on there, we're on there, and we are on that line. But when Christ comes in and intersects that line in, in, in salvation, we get lifted off that line, not just as an, as an idea. The scriptures say we actually become his children. And we're lifted off the line of that old Adam, and we're, we're inserted on this hereditary line of the second Adam, Jesus Christ. And it goes back to eternity past, and it goes eternity forward, and our entire lineage is transformed. That's what it says when we become new creatures. Old things don't just kind of hang around. It says old things are passed away. All things become new. And so we actually get lifted on a whole different line, and guess what? We have a different father. We have a different father. And the Christian life is all about living into that. It's not about making that happen. We are already his children. He's already our father. Uh, we've been given a new line. And it's just discovering what does that look like to let that, that life that now I've been called to imitate to begin to flow out from me. 1 John 3 says, See what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called what? Children of God. And then if we didn't get it, he says, and that is what we are. Not what we're becoming, but that's what and who we are today as his people. And the Father, as I said earlier, has determined, and it's good news for all of us, that he has determined his children will reflect him. Because that's how change is made in the world. As we as his children reflect our Heavenly Father in the world we go, and he is committed to doing that in us, um, if, even when it's really hard, and when he's got to shake us up, um, and in his gentle ways as well, to make us like himself. The first chapters of Ephesians, which we looked at long ago, years ago, I believe, focus largely on who we are in Christ. They spend, he spends chapters on just on letting us say, this is who you are when you came to Christ, because who we are comes before what we do. And if I get and understand who I am and live into that, the things I do begin to happen. We do the opposite, don't we? We try to do it thinking that we're still the old self, and all we get is what? Old stuff. And so Ephesians goes all this about who we are in Christ, our identity. Um, and our identity is not, according to Ephesians, rooted in our earthly fathers, but it's rooted in who our Heavenly Father is. By the way, the greatest gift for a, that dads can give to their kids is so when their kids meet the Father, he's familiar to them. I've seen him before. He was in my house. <laughs> he's that guy in the other room. Um, there's pictures of him that we're pointing our kids to give a good picture of who the Heavenly Father is. And by the way, the way we do that is what the lesson this morning is. It's very simple. Imitate the Father. If we imitate the Father, that's what people are going to see. At the end of Ephesians 4, as, as Rich read, we have a list of ways that we're supposed to be displaying God himself. As members of one another, those old ways aren't supposed to show up anymore. We're to cast them aside. And these new ways, which are actually within us because of the Spirit's presence in us, are supposed to be brought out and put on display. We have a new Father. We have a new identity and um, it's, it's supposed to show up. It's supposed to show up. 
our focus today, I'm just going to do a, a very, very brief, because um, I like the simpler the better, right? And so um, it, we had, we had a, a meeting there tonight, and we are talking about how many things to learn. Guys, you know, for, at least the, we won't speak for the women here. For men, give us one thing to do and no more than one, okay? Um, if, yeah. no, that's right. So when we get that one, then there's another one. But, you know, the list of 100, even the list of 10, 5, 4, 3, it's still getting long. Go down to one, and that works. So we're going to keep it simple today, one thing. Um, Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Let me pray again. Lord, I, um, I guess I'm just so thankful, Lord, that you do not leave us where we are. And um, all of our paths, as we've said earlier, have been different. And um, our relationships with our dads are all different. And yet somehow you have been in the mix of all that to bring us to this place. We thank you for salvation, and it changes everything. And thank you that you are committed to shaping us and molding us and storing us according to your image and your likeness. And um, it's, uh, some of us have a long ways to go, but I'm thankful, Lord, that you are committed to me, you're committed to our church, each person here, to make us like yourself. So um, as one body, Lord, we ask you, uh, whatever you got to do, just keep doing that. Um, and may that uh, display of your character make a difference in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. So Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, it starts out the word, therefore. Therefore, in other words, in light of everything you have just read and heard previous to this, is what it's saying. It actually looks back to the preceding verse, which says, be kind to one another. Talk about within the body of Christ as well as outside, but Ephesians here is primarily talking to us with each other. Let's be kind to each other. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave us. As he's poured out mercy and love and forgiveness and grace, just heaped it on us. He says, therefore, because of that, then I want you to do something. It also harkens all the way back to the beginning of Ephesians. Because we are now his children, we are not the same people we were before. Our identity has been radically changed. Therefore, because of that, here's what I want you to do. Not only here's what I want you to do, but here's what you can do. It's because it's who you are. Because of the Father's love and mercy to us, we're called to a different way of living. We're supposed to find our cues for what life is supposed to be like from a different place. And it comes from God the Father. So he says here, be imitators of God. Uh, if, if we can just get that this morning and stick that in our heads, we'll have enough to make a difference. Be imitators of God. Who are we to get our cues from? It's our Father who is in heaven. Because of his mercy, as I said, his love, his rescue, he is now our Father. So he says, be like him. That's what happens. Children become like their fathers. Here's your father. Be like him. Imitate him. The Greek word here is mimetai. It comes from the kind of word mimic, to copy. But mimicking can be a, a surfacey thing. It's the, the idea here is down to the very core of who we are. It means to emulate, to take on the image of, um, to follow after. I love that that definition, it makes it easier to understand. To imitate means just to follow after him. Um, you see parents walking along, at least at, up to some certain age, <laughs> um, kids following along behind, right? And at a certain age, they decide not to do that anymore. Um, I think it's like two to four. 
and then again at like 13 or whatever that is, but the kids following their parents, parents along. To follow after, it's to set my mind on someone, and I'm going to pursue them. I'm going to be close enough to see everything that they do, because I want to do it just like them. And how can we do that? Well, it's not by our strength or willpower. You can try that, but it doesn't work. It just is discouraging. Rather, it's letting the life that's within us be let out. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In other words, if I even try to live out of my own self, it's not going to work because I died. But Christ now lives in me, it says. In the life I live in the flesh now, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. The, the means by which we follow him to pursue, to, to pay attention, to try to be the way I see the Father is, is not like, I'm going to be like him. It's paying attention to him. And the one that's taken up residence inside of us will live that life for us. We imitate him by embracing the truth that our old self has died. By the way, that's a hard one to come to. It happened when you came to Christ, so it's not like we're choosing, it's already happened. But realizing that that old self is gone and letting it go, um, casting it off, becoming, having had enough with it already, right? And going, that just lives out these old patterns, these old ways that I learned from somebody else. So we embrace the truth that that old self did actually die. And then I surrender myself to the one who has taken up residence inside of me. And when I do that, his life, his characteristics, even his very nature begins to get reflected in us who are his children, because that's his plan. In the book of Acts, they, um, in one of the stories, they're with the disciples, remember? And they say, oh, we remember you guys. You guys were what? the ones who are with Jesus. It says they recognize them as having been with Jesus. How? Because they were doing the same stuff. They were saying the same kinds of things. They were reacting to trouble and difficulty in the same kinds of ways, just by being with him. I'm sure I've shared this before, but um, it's, uh, anyways, in kindergarten, um, I dressed up all the time. I mean, not like clothes, but dressed up in costumes. Um, not on Halloween, um, but all year round, I did it, um, imitating different people. So I, I wouldn't do one every, every day. That was beyond our family's budget. But um, I would pick a character, and I would be that character for a couple weeks. So I was George Washington for a while. Um, Abraham Lincoln, I'd come to class. I'd give my, my uh, what do you call it, show and tell. Hi, I'm George Washington, and I tell about George Washington, and I do that for a while. Abraham Lincoln. Um, I'm not sure if this is the actual character. I remember dressing up as a dinosaur for about two weeks. And because <laughs> kindergarten boys are into dinosaurs. They love drawing. This automatic just happens. So um, I was dressing up as Peter Pan. And one morning, I still remember this. Um, it was, um, I was putting on the green tights. Yep. And uh, my dad said, no more. That was it. It was like, I mean, I remember he, he was, it was not a happy morning at that, at the DeHaan household. My mom, oh, he's fine. My dad, no, he's not, so that was the end. <laughs> what do we do? We imitate, we're called to imitate, to look like our father, to pay attention to him so I know what he's like. What does he do? How does he speak? How does he respond to things? How does he step into people's lives when they're hurting? And to be like that, 
We put on that kind of clothing every single day when we wake up in the morning. As we're sent and as we seek to what it means to be good employees and roommates, husbands and wives, parents, friends, what are we supposed to do? Be imitators of God. It's just, it's, it's just, it's hard making it all happen, but that's as simple as it gets. Be imitators of God in all those places, he says. And again, how can that happen? How can that life that he's put in me be brought out? And he goes on, he says, therefore, be imitators of God as what? As beloved children. Again, what happens with children when they're around their parents? They become like them. For good or for bad, children imitate their parents. So as beloved children, there's a few things here. Number one, Paul makes it very clear that we're beloved, beloved children. We're not children who are being demanded to obey or to do something. Um, Oftentimes we even do things for the Lord because why? Because we should. So my motivation, I should do it. I better do it. Um, Beloved children, we're beloved. uh, The desire to do it flows because we're loved. Motivation is I want to do that. We match our lives to him because we're loved, forgiven, embraced. Um, We've all seen kids who emulate their parents because they're afraid. Uh, Most of us who are dads have probably done that to our kids on some occasion. Um, And so then we do things because why? I better do it. I should do it. I'm going to lose this person's love if I don't do it. All those things that run through us for that. And here he says, We're beloved of God, embraced no matter what at all times. He gave his life completely sacrificed for us. And so what do we do? I want to be like that, right? Just drives us to want to be like him. Becoming like him becomes my heart's longing. And then he says we're children. Being his child is not a status that we work for. We don't first get rescued, then become a slave, then kind of move up the totem pole until we're finally the firstborn, doesn't work that way. We, we get rescued from being enemies, and we become immediately children of the king. Um, and we don't ever move in status from that spot. We are at the best point of status that we could ever be at in God's throne room from the moment we come to Christ. We don't have to work up the ladder to someday being made an heir. We get full status as his children the moment we come to Christ. Romans 8, we're adopted as sons, and so we get to cry out, Abba, Father. We're children of God, it says, and if children, then heirs. And guess what? It says, joint heirs with Christ. So we get put on the same line as Christ in terms of our, what we have inherited from God, our, our status with God the Father. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I haven't done anything for that. As a matter of fact, I've done a whole bunch of things to disqualify myself from ever being anywhere near there. But that's where I get to sit. That's who he's made us to be. As beloved children, how do, we, how do children start imitating their parents? Well, they're with them. Um, and the more we love, the more they desire to be like us. Um, we want to be like our Heavenly Father because, because he loves us because he's embraced us. He's made us something that we were not before. And ultimately, we become, children become like their parents, and we become like the father. The word is proximity, being close, being close. Um, If I live on the other side of the world and my kids are here, they're not going to be like me very much, other than what they were born with. 
um, proximity. Being with the Father and being with his people. And the, it's just as simple as can be. The more we're with the Father, the more we become like him. The more we become like him. A couple questions. What does being with the Father look like for you? Some of it's reading, right, those things. But there's a lot more to it than that. Mindful of him, where we're thinking of him, where we're, we're, we're noticing him showing up in all sorts of places in our day through things people have said, things that we see. Um, so asking yourself the question and actually coming up with some answers to that, what does being with the Father look like for you? And then do that, right? And then secondly, what things or people do I surround myself with that hinder that? That hinder that, they get in the way of that. The things that I fill myself up with, I say, I'm going to be shaped by these things. And I just let them come and bring them in. So what does being with the Father look like? And two, what things or people do I surround myself with that hinder that or negate that? So therefore, be imitators of God, the Father. Why? As beloved children, because we, he loves us. It's the longing of our heart. And then he says, and walk in love. Walking in love is the parallel statement to being imitators. You want to be an imitator? Then this is what it looks like, walk in love. Walking, the, the mark of love is one of the primary ways we imitate the Father. Luke 6.35 says that when, when we love our enemies, we become sons of the Most High God. Ephesians 4.1 says that we should walk in a manner worthy of your calling. How do we do that? We walk in love. Walking implies it's ongoing, not just a one-time thing. It's daily. Walking love means it becomes our kind of default way of living. That's how we live. We live as people that love well. I don't know if you guys, um, when I was growing up, we'd always, uh, before all the security stuff would go on, we would, uh, after church, go over to O'Hare Airport. And uh, my dad, who was a psychiatrist, um, would like to sit there, and we'd sit in those chairs, and he would tell us about people that he knew nothing about. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I think he was usually right, but uh, um, but you ever watched the way people walk? Everybody's got different walks, right? So um, when I met my wife, Lisa, in Grand Rapids, uh, they had these uh, office partition walls. They're like this high. And she said when I'd walk by, she'd see me. My head goes like this when I walk. She goes, you're always bobbing up and down all the time, bobbing, bobbing down, bobbing this way. You know? So watch parents afterwards, okay? And then watch their kids and tell me that their kids don't walk the way they walk. They do. Everybody's got distinct walks. And, and uh, sorry, if you've got one of those weird ones, you got it. It's not your fault, okay? Somebody gave it to you. We watch the way people walk. Um, we walk like our parents. And here we're called to walk like the Father. The Father is known by loving, by loving us. When I let that pour out of my life to my friends, to my church, to my wife, to those I might not want to love, to those who are not necessarily like me, to a weary world, or as a parent to my kids, um, when it's easy to love them, when it's hard to love them, when I let love pour out in all those places, I'm being like the Father. We're being like the Father. And that's what we're called to do. When love rules my life, our lives, we put the Father 
on display. So when we have, by the way, we have a lot of bad examples to follow, right? Um, and um, when there are so many bad examples near us that we've had ourselves that are in our world of what it looks like to live, um, where will our kids look when they wonder who to emulate? When the world looks to the church to see, do they have something different? Is there something there to emulate? What will they see? And if we are focused simply on emulating the Father, being like him, then when all those places look, they're going to see something. They're going to see something of the Father, something of the way he loves, and it should be enough. Um, every now and then, um, my dad passed away in uh, 2011, um, but every now and then, my wife, like, you know, when just something happens, I'll say something, and she'll go, that was really weird. That was really weird. You sounded just like your dad. And I'm like, so was that good or bad? Was that one of the good times with my dad or one of the not-so-good times? Like, or she'll catch, the, like, the corner of, out of the corner of her eye, I'll walk by, and she'll go, God, that was weird. You look just like your dad. And I'm like, okay, I do. I, actually, that's true. Um, we want people to hear us, to walk past us, to look into our lives, to see us at work, to see us on our vacations and whatever we're doing and going, oh, wait, that looks just like the Heavenly Father, right? You just, what you just said there just sounded like, that was like the Lord was speaking there. Or I just saw that, that was just like the Father. So each day as we get up, um, I don't know about you, as I said in the beginning, I need something very simple. I just say, just tell me today what I'm supposed to do, okay? Tell me what to do. And Paul gets that. What does he say? Be imitators of God as beloved children. So in every moment of the day, imitating God. What am I doing to imitate God? How is God showing up here in my life? Cameron, if you could bring the, the worship team up. The, uh, the table here is significant today in that it reminds us of the sacrifice of Christ, but that was sent by the love of the Father to us. Father who desired his children and wanted us um, initiates this sacrifice on our behalf. He be sends Christ who is the means by which we get redeemed so that we can actually reflect the love of the Father, imitate him, because without it, we can't do it. It's an it's impossible. All we do is reflect the enemy. Ephesians 5, 2, the second part of it says, Walk in love how? As Christ loved us, and he gave himself up for us, Christ himself becoming a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. How did Christ love us? This is it. This reminds us how, what he did. Um, took the path of descent, offered himself up, reflected the Father in the world by the way he loved. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he gave himself up for us, and he became this fragrant offering to God so that what? We become a fragrant and an offering held up to God as well as, a, as his children reflect the Father himself. So as we sing and as we come together, we come around the table and remember Jesus, who came and gave his life, so that when we can turn around, paying attention to the Father and becoming like the Father and making a difference in our world today. Let me pray. And then as, uh, as we begin to sing, I just invite you to 
to come forward and gather around um, the good gifts that he's given to us. Lord, we thank you that all of us who know you, that all of us have a perfect father that only sends perfect gifts from above. We thank you that you love us perfectly, completely, without any shadow of turning, without hesitation. And without hesitation, you sent your son in order to make us your children so we could be like you and show the world something about yourself and point people to where there's hope in life. We thank you for the table. We thank you for one another as we gather that we come in common need and having received a common good gift from you. So be exalted as we receive this and do your work to make us like yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. God in 
shepherd I won't be wanting I won't be wanting He makes me rest in fields of green with quiet sleep And even though I You are with me. You're always in 
shepherd I won't be wanting I won't be wanting He makes me rest In the fields of Ooh.